Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thanks for joining us as we study biblical prophecy. We are in our Back to the Future series in studying about the Antichrist by Back to the Future. We're going back to the writings of the early church fathers and other early church writings. We've already covered the Didache, which was a teaching of the apostles put in written form, very succinct, that was probably written at least in its initial form during the first hundred years of the church. And now we come to our second step, St. Irenaeus and his teachings on the Antichrist. St. Irenaeus, who you're going to be hearing probably a bit about in the near future since Pope Francis, I have heard at least rumors of, that he is going to declare him to be a doctor of the church. St. Irenaeus lived between 130 and the year 203. He was an early church father, a leader in the early church, one of the uh, early Christian theologians. He was an apologist, a bishop, a saint, a martyr, so checks a whole lot of boxes. And his writings, which we're going to look at, which are quite famous, basically an apologetic work explaining scripture and doctrine of the apostles, is entitled Against Heresies. It's a fairly big book. It's 590 pages in paperback form, and it's actually composed of five books within this one title, Against Heresies. And you can get all five books, all 590 pages of Against Heresies, for $17 in paperback form, half that price in a used edition, or you can get it free at newadvent.org. And it's worth looking at. And when it comes to biblical prophecy, uh, book five is where I recommend you concentrate, unless you are a really good reader. That's a lot of reading to do. But book five, there's a lot to be learned. Now, here's his importance, unique importance for biblical prophecy, okay? St. Irenaeus, even though he ended up in what is now uh, France later in his life, he was born in Smyrna in Asia Minor, which Asia Minor, that part of it now we call the nation Turkey. And in his younger days, he studied under Polycarp, Bishop Polycarp of Smyrna. Now, what's the big deal with that? Polycarp, his teacher, was a first-hand listener to St. John, who wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the book of Revelation. And here's what he says in Against Heresies. Polycarp was not only instructed by the apostles and conversed with many who had seen Christ, but was also by apostles in Asia, appointed bishop of the church, whom I saw in my early youth, Polycarp always taught the things which he had learned from the apostles and which the church has handed down. And since we have such proofs, it's not necessary to seek the truth among others. It's easy to obtain from the church. Since the apostles, like a rich man depositing his money in a bank, lodged in her all things pertaining to the truth. So here we have it. St. John, the author of the book of Revelation, was teaching 
Polycarp. Polycarp knew him, heard him, instructed by him and other apostles, and then Polycarp instructed Irenaeus. This is a very short chain of apostolic succession of the tradition, the teachings of Jesus and the apostles and those who knew Christ. Now, against heresies is the one we're looking at of Irenaeus's works, and particularly the fifth book in a five-book collection in Against Heresies, and starting in chapter 25. Like, sometimes the references are like 5.25.1. That means book 5, chapter 25, verse 1. So if I say 5.25.1, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Here he says something that's very important, laying the ground for the Antichrist. And I hate to inject the newspaper uh, in a sense of taking current events and applying them to biblical prophecy or applying them to ancient church writings, but if there ever was a day of what St. Irenaeus warns about, I dare say Our day is that, so take that as what you will. But this is what he says about the apostasy. He says apostasy, and this is what St. Paul teaches in 2 Thessalonians 2, an apostasy has to precede the Antichrist, a great falling away from the faith, and to fall away means you had to be with it at one point. This is a falling away of Christian nations and Christian people from the faith to pave the way for the Antichrist. This he does, quote, in order that they who now worship the devil by means of many abominations. Now, are you saying that there's uh, millions and millions of devil worshipers, not consciously and not actively? What he is saying is that engaging in culturally approved abominations is worshiping the devil, even though you don't know it. So there's many abominations, steps that lead to the great abomination, because the many abominations are leading to the one idol whom the apostle thus speaks in the second epistle to the Thessalonians, unless there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed. So there's many false steps that lead to the one big step. Because you might say, you know, it's going to be something really earth-shaking for people to be sucked in by the Antichrist, and I'll never be sucked in by that. Well, uh, there's a lot of mortal sins that are not being repented of in today's world that are abominations and people don't know it. They're being led step by step by step. And the result is the modern world, after enough steps are taken by Christians, the Antichrist can come. And it's a a gradual thing. You know, there's a, um, well, let me just mention this, 24 and 3, book 5, chapter 24, verse 3. It says, the devil can only go to this length as he did at the beginning, to deceive and lead astray the mind of man into disobeying the commandments of God. How does he do that? By gradually darkening the hearts of those who endeavor to 
serve him. And that leads to the true forgetting of God and to the adoration of the Antichrist as God. This is so important. It's the tiny little steps by steps by Christians compromising their faith and morals, thinking that, hey, I'm following the narrow way as I follow the world, and I follow social media, and I follow this and follow that. And that leads to the adoration of the Antichrist. You know, there's a movie, and there's not too many movies I would recommend seeing, but there's a movie that didn't get a whole lot of press that I found, either Catholic or secular. It's a movie, it's available on Amazon, called Nefarious. And it's a movie about a young, very brilliant psychologist, psychiatrist, excuse me, who is very secular in his thinking, not a Christian, and a demon-possessed felon who is scheduled to be executed, and it's a dialogue. This isn't a movie about vomiting and head spinning around and levitating and all that. It's a movie of a dialogue, and it to me, it is so instructive. This movie was made by faithful Catholics, and they actually needed an exorcist on duty during the producing of this film because of the demonic oppression and opposition they got in the filming of it. But there's one section of this film, and I'll just this is just a tiny giveaway, but to me it's so good. The young psychiatrist thought he'd never be taken in because it'd be so incredibly obvious that when evil comes, when a demon comes, or in this context what we're talking about, uh, the Antichrist comes, you know, you would know it. And the demon-possessed guy speaking as the demon says, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how we work. We work slowly and gradually, step by step. And we're talking about leading Christians and former Christian nations astray, leading Christians astray. And you think, I would never worship the Antichrist. Well, according to Irenaeus, if you're following the abominations of the devil, you're on the path to doing that, as wild as that may seem to your mind. There's something else that St. Irenaeus has that is an answer to the big, big question of all biblical prophecy and understanding it. And it's a question of, is there a futuristic interpretation to biblical prophecy? You might think, what are you talking about? Well, there's both a historical nature of almost all biblical prophecy, and there's also a futuristic. And some of our friends who kind of went overboard on the futuristic has led many Catholic Bible teachers and scholars in the opposite direction to deny any futuristic aspect. But this is what St. Irenaeus says in Book 5, 25.5. He says, For what Daniel prophesied concerning the end has been confirmed by the Lord when he said, You shall see the abomination of desolation, which has been spoken of by Daniel the prophet. He's citing Matthew 24, 15. Now, scads of Bible teachers today, Catholic Bible teachers included, will say this Matthew 24, 15 about the abomination of desolation occurred in the first century, around 70 AD, 
um, sorry, this is post-70 AD and St. Irenaeus who knew a man who was taught by St. John uh, said, no, there's a future end. And then he goes on. And this one's really important. The other first one was 525.5. This is 526.1. In a steer still clearer light has St. John in the Apocalypse, that's the book of Revelation, indicated to the Lord's disciples what shall happen in the last times. This is post first century. And the radical preterist, the radical historical, which says, no, all prophecy is primarily about the past. I'm sorry. St. Irenaeus, the next doctor of the church, does not agree with you because there's a futuristic aspect to it. And here's what I would dare say to you. I'm going to give you two sentences. But first, a warning. Most Catholics know that the rapture at any moment, folks, go off in a certain direction that doesn't reflect the historical teaching of Christianity. But there's another direction to go off into. And it's the one that says, no, there's no futuristic aspect to biblical prophecy. It's primarily historical. And here's my two sentences. Revelation isn't just about the mass or the past. It also concerns the future. And if you know that, read these scriptures and interpret them in light of what the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches, you'll be on good ground, a good path, the one followed by St. John St. Polycarp, and St. Irenaeus. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 343 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com. Thank you.